They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. This is They're Coming to Get You. My name is Brent Terhune. My name is Gavin Eddings, and we don't go in that room. Brent, don't go in that room and don't touch things. Everything in there is haunted, cursed, or involved in some sort of ritual. This is pretty much the room I'm in now. It's, uh, I call it, uh, I don't know, I, when I say the office, I don't do anything important to have an office. I have a toy room uh, full of uh, toys, and we tell our cats, do not go in that room. Because <laughs> your dad spent a lot of time setting all that shit up, and all you're going to do is knock it over and ruin his retirement. Yes. If things go south, I got my burn bag full of Funko Pops. I can sell real fast. Mm-hmm. I got my passport with my fake identity on there. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's my go bag. Hopefully I don't get too sick where I can't put stuff on eBay and then ship it out. <laughs> Uh, what are we talking about today, Brent? We're talking about The Conjuring. Ooh. Released back in 2013, The Conjuring was the first film in the Conjuring universe. So that's a big deal. As you get uh, behind mm-hmm. me, I don't know, know if you can see, Brent, I've got my Annabelle figure. And next to it, I got the Crooked Man. Okay. I have neither of those. Mm. But uh, I will say... I don't, when did this movie come out again, Gavin? In the year of our Lord, 2013. 2013. I would say, so at the time of this recording, it's 10 years old. Mm-hmm. I would say, venture to say, I got the balls to say it in front of y'all, and I don't have to sugarcoat it or whatever the next line is of that Eminem song. This is one of the better uh, horror movies in the past 10 years, The Conjuring. Disagree. No, it, it, it's very good. <laughs> it's very good. I think this series absolutely helped reinvent horror in the 2010s, kind of like Saw and Hostel did in the early 2000s. The horror movies were kind of dying down again, and mm-hmm. then these Conjuring movies came out, and then they're like, and studios were like, oh, we can make these super low-budget horror movies that are just basically jump scares and make them well-acted, and then we can make a ton of money. The Conjuring universe doesn't get enough credit when it it really deserves a lot because The Conjuring broke a lot of new ground. A lot of people who don't like horror movies love this movie because it has an old school jump scare, very spooky, atmospheric vibe to it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, and I think it's a respectable horror movie. I do there's, too. There's very what no gore in this at all. There is no gore in this at all. It is rated R. Not because mm-hmm. of titties. Another tittyless outing, which is disappointing. Uh, no, thank you. Pass. I know. I know. L- let's see some Bathiba or Bashiba. Bashiba. Bashiba boobies. Let's see that. Yeah. Um, but there's no, there's no swearing really. There's no violence. There's no gore. There's no titties. It is only rated R because of how intensely scary it is. Which I don't. I don't think this movie is really any scarier, quote unquote, than like Insidious, but I could see how people think this really takes it to the next level. I think this is far scarier than Insidious. Yes, I do. Okay. Okay. I the first time I saw this, it was maybe a year or two after it came out. A lot of hype around the movie. Wanted to see it, just didn't get a chance to. I was alone in my bedroom in the dark mm. watching this, and I. There's a scene that we'll talk about that scared the shit out of me. 
Uh, and, and it was easy because you were not wearing pants, so the shit actually came out. That's true. I voided my bowels, much like we <laughs> talked about last week on The Nun. You could not get that bank loan. They're like, please stop yeah. watching The Conjuring in our bank. Put your pants on and leave. Please, sir. Uh, can I have some more? No, I. this movie is scary. I w- I'll say it now. I don't care who knows it. I think it's scary. I also say it is scary. It's a very scary okay. movie. I will say it was so scary, I actively avoided watching it for a long time because slashers, gore, torture, torture films, so that those don't bother me. Ghost stuff really bothers me. We've discussed before. This stuff really freaks me out. It stays with me. Sinister is the scariest movie I've ever seen in my entire life because of how deeply it affected me. And The Conjuring, while not as deeply affecting as Sinister... This movie is very intense. It is very scary and it had such a it had such an aura around it of like this movie might actually be evil. Mhm. Well, and it, it it's uh I don't know what what it's 1971 and it has a 1971 vibe to it. Yeah. I think that movies from the 70s for whatever reason whether they're set in the 70s or actually shot in the 70s I feel like are somehow scarier than other movies. Does that make sense? It does. It just, for me, because there's a lot of 70s movies that we've talked about on this show. We've talked about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's why I couldn't tell it wasn't in the 70s, because I wasn't actively sweating the whole time. Like, yeah. why isn't this movie hotter? Why is there not, like, meat in the sun? Is this the <laughs> 70s? Um, I know the movie X also was, uh, X was shot like it was in the 70s uh, mm-hmm. last year. And then you have uh, Halloween, of course, in the 70s yep. as well. There's just something about... Not having access to cell phones, not having access to be able to call people when you, when you need to. And it, there's just a real sense, especially in this, of isolation. Like, what do you do if you move into a farmhouse and there's nothing but spooky witches and ghosts invading your house? Mm-hmm. And there's like, you can't even go, go to like your neighbors and be like, can I have some sugar? Also, do you have ghosts also? Yeah, do, do you have a Ouija board I could borrow and then close before... <laughs> I put it away so nobody gets me. Um, is this a is, is my house on a graveyard by any chance? Because I'm not supposed to Ouija on a graveboard or, or, <laughs> or on a graveyard, just to be sure. All right, well, I'll see you next time. Bye. Cool. Thanks, spooky neighbor. Um, yeah, this this movie is scary, and uh, what's even scarier is having all your money tied up in the goddamn house and not being able to get out. <laughs> that is what I. That I is, have no liquidity. <laughs> that is so many of these horror movies where I feel so bad for them. I also don't feel bad because even though they bought it at a bank auction, you know this is 1970s money when the economy was good and you could li- afford a living wage, where you're like, he got that house for like 25 k Like, that's He's it. He's the only one that works in the house with the a seven uh member household. Yeah, that he's got too many too many kids, all women, so you know they're mm-hmm. always talking. I don't know how he gets anything done. All on their period all on the period at the same time. Their cycles match up just that tampon budget. My god, how can he live? Uh and then even worse, once the haunting's over, the movie's over, he's got to go work at Inatech. <laughs> uh, with Bill Lumberg, I know, and he, he tried to really advance his career, but you know what? I don't. I I, I think I'm not gonna go anymore. 
Uh, yeah, if you could have that Ouija board turned in by <laughs> 5 o'clock, that'd be great. Um, we're not, uh, I saw that you're still putting TPS covers on your Ouija boards. Uh, <laughs> we, don't, we don't do that anymore. Uh, I think it, it, but yeah, there's so much tied up in that house, and so many horror movies could be resolved if they could just get out from under these fucking houses. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad enough that they're under financial stress. Now you got somebody... Uh, bumping in the middle of the night. Yeah, and that's I, like when we talked about Insidious earlier this season, where they even sold their house to move to a different house, and they're like, well, these ghosts keep following us. Yeah. Oh, God damn. I'd be so mad at those ghosts. <laughs> we moved, We paid for movers twice. We, we did an inspection. All that shit. You know, I think, I think the, these ghosts could just be the big mortgage company's way of getting people to keep moving. I think so. I think that they're working with Big Zillow, <laughs> which sounds like a rapper. Big Zillow. Have you heard his new song? I was thinking of of, of a kaiju. Be like, is that Godzilla <laughs> versus Big Zillow? <laughs> it's a it's a kaiju rapper. <laughs> it's Finally, a ki- someone let me out of my cage. <laughs> It's a kaiju rapper who only raps about like house listings. Be like, yo, yeah. motherfuckers, we got two beds, one bath. We got a half upstairs. Unfinished zone commercial. Basement. Zone commercial. Zone, zone commercial. <laughs> Call well, this general. movie's <laughs> directed by James Wan. Can we, we, how many James Wan movies have we talked about on this program? Maybe one because, or two. Well, we, we've talked about Saw. We talked about. Uh, insidious we're talking about the conjuring i this will be a topic i think on our patreon one of these days where we give praise to some maybe some the the classic everybody thinks their movies are great directors yeah i would put james wan in the conversation as one of the great modern horror directors i absolutely agree with that james wan has a lot of versatility too let's just go to his imdb and check out what he's done because Aquaman. Yes, Aqua <laughs> Aquaman, exactly. He's doing he did Aquaman, he did oh, it's, it's so hard when you're not on like the uh when you're on like the regular website. It's the like what did, what did he direct? He Fast did Fast and Furious. He did yeah, he did a couple of Fast and the Furious movies. He did Saw, he did The Conjuring, Insidious, he did Malignant. Malignant Conjuring is, two. Yeah, Malignant is dope. Um, he's just very, he's a, a very well-rounded director who can do big action movies, but really thrives in these twisty kind of horror films. Like I loved Malignant. I thought Malignant was great. And mm-hmm. to see him come off like these big budget horror movie or these big budget movies like Furious 7 and then be like, I want to make a weird movie like Malignant. You're like, oh, I respect that so much. Yeah. I, w- I, That'll I know that'll be a conversation on our Patreon one mm-hmm. of these days, um, but it's dire- directed by James Wan and uh, the movie was originally called The Warren Files, something to that effect. Because one of the things that will stick with us in the Conjuring universe is we're talking about Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yes, and first off, do you believe? Ed and Lorraine Warren. Do you think all of this is real? Because there's been a lot of people who have really argued against the, the legitimacy of their claims of being paranormal investigators, really um, debating whether or not any of these things actually happened, or if they did happen, how much they were embellished. So I think, first off, before we go anywhere, 
do you think these are true stories? I yeah, I don't it's nobody can really say that they're true stories, but then like I was watching a documentary, they're called Shock Docs on D- D- Discovery Plus or now Max depending on what app you have. And it was all about the Warrens. And I started it again last night after I had watched it previously to kind of do a little research that wasn't actual real research so I can watch a documentary and enjoy <laughs> it. And there was like real news pieces of hauntings from at the very beginning of the documentary of this house. So at the very least, you can say these hauntings or the phenomenon were legitimate enough for the news to come out and cover it. Okay. Now, whether whether this is real, I don't know, because I back in the day I used to be huge into paranormal podcasts, and not, not so much. I do listen to them occasionally, but not as much as I did back in the day, and they'd cover some of these stories. And then you hear the detractor saying, oh, Ed, Ed would say, you can make a lot of money from this case or whatever. And then there's one of the things I read is they didn't charge for any of their services. Okay. You can write books or appear on TV or whatever. But when you think about, they have the Annabelle case, they have the Amityville case, Mm -hmm. the movie The Haunting in Connecticut is from them, they have the Perrin case, which is what we're talking about now, The Conjuring. If you don't believe any of the stuff that they're real, that uh, that uh, Lorraine Warren was clairvoyant, and uh, and you can't be a demonologist, I guess you don't really have to have any. You can just, I mean, supernatural I stuff. Mean, you know, you can just like be really good at like demon stuff if you want to. Yeah. So at I I don't know. I guess the the bigger question is: Do you believe in ghosts? Do you believe in demonic type stuff? Yeah, and I definitely do. I, I would say that I'm I'm definitely on the believer spectrum. I think the biggest I think the biggest case against them is the Amityville case because so many people have come out and said like Amityville was fake. It was all done for publicity. People have lived there since and they were fine. It's just a mm-hmm. regular house. Um, I mean, Amityville at this point is less of a haunted house story and more of an actual franchising opportunity. Cause I guess anybody, I guess anybody could, could just make a movie with Amityville in, in the title and you, I guess it's fine. Yeah, there, there's like a space one coming out, an Amityville space movie. Yeah, which I think is great. Send Amityville to space. Personally, I would never want to live in that house just because. Be like, I'm sure it's fine, but I don't want to get all of my money tied up in a haunted house. Yeah, I, I not only am I, part of the inspection better be a priest coming in. And, and be like, is he covered in flies now? Nope, I'm not buying this. Yeah. Hey, we need to sage this place or whatever. We've got the Amityville Horror, Amityville 2, The Possession, Amityville 3D, Amityville 4, The Evil Escapes, uh, Amityville Curse, Amityville It's About Time, Amityville <laughs> A New Generation, Amityville Dollhouse, The Amityville Horror, The Amityville Haunting, the Amityville Asylum, Amityville Death House, the Amityville Playhouse, the Amityville Terror, Amityville No Escape, Amityville Exorcism, Amityville The Awakening. Okay. Two of those were from 2017. Two were from 2016. 2015 had two of them. And I know there's a space one, right? There's yeah. one of them. Yeah. So they're still know. they're still actively making these because Amityville is just so well known. Um, the one thing that also I do want to say about Ed and Lorraine Warren is how absolutely generous they were 
in casting Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga as yeah. them because um, that motherfucker does not look like Patrick Wilson, and she ain't no Vera for uh, Far Farmiga. Farmiga. She's closer to Vera than Patrick Wilson is to Ed Warren. Like, you need Jackie Gleason to play Ed Warren. One of these days, ghosts, bang, zoom. (laughs) To the moon, Amityville house. I'm going to catch you in that Ghostbusters trap thing. Uh, So I think that was very generous of them, because I saw the real ones. I was like, that ain't Patrick Wilson, for sure. Well, if we're being honest, nobody's Patrick Wilson. Nobody's Scream Daddy. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, however, did you uh, a few years ago it came out that Ed was uh, putting his dick in different poltergeists and and poltergeist or young people? Young people. I, I was saying poltergeist to be funny, but then I made it seem like he was actually having sex with ghosts. Succubus. With... <laughs> He's just like emphasis on the suck. <laughs> He's just. Could you imagine she walks in with him? He's just like, uh, he's just pants down, rock hard, just in a corner. You're like, are you getting your dick sucked by a ghost right now? No, honey. No. no. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's that ghost from Ghostbusters, and I'm about to bust because bust makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't no ectoplasm. And then the and then the ghost whispers, "My name is Ron." Oh no! <laughs> hey, it don't matter. Ghost lips is ghost lips. <laughs> twenty dollars, twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, producer wife did bring that up. Of uh, was it he was having had like a live in person with them, right? Yeah, Annabelle. Uh, <laughs> Annabelle. Yeah. And this is all, I don't know if this is proven true, so we'll say allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. I don't know how it was, but it seems like, I don't, it came out a few years ago before she died, I think, where Ed was not very faithful to her. Okay. And that just... It, well, it, being fa- being unfaithful is one thing, and being a pedophile is the other thing, because that's what I heard. Wait, what? Was a, was under eight. Again, we should have done our research on this before we speculate. <laughs> Anyway. I don't really care if you're unfaithful, because if you're a successful ghost man, you're just going to have it come out of the woodwork. Okay, well, as I search for things... Uh, Did you see it? Yeah, I'm, I'm on Reddit, and Reddit's all the Reddit's all I need. Uh, yeah. And the Hollywood Reporter allegedly said, Ed was a pedophile, a sexual predator, and a physically abusive husband, which... Oh, boy! Oh, no. Allegedly. Well, we allegedly. allegedly. Because wouldn't... She, do you think she would say... After the after he's dead, wouldn't you at least think she'd be like, "Oh, by the way, he beat the shit out of me" or something like? Maybe, I don't, but it doesn't make for good press when you're promoting your new spooky your movie. book or whatever. Yeah, maybe we'll cut this out. I don't know. I don't well, know. The, maybe well, there's a lot of speculation. A lot of speculation. I'm just saying what the Hollywood Reporter said back in 2017. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm not saying one way or the other, but it seems like this happens with people who get very famous and then then they die. They will actually, he was a piece of shit, and he may have been, but alas, Abraham Lincoln cheated on me. Did he really? That's true. In his uh, God, and so so close to his childhood home. That's so upsetting. Yeah, with his childhood home, <laughs> with that who or Mary Todd Lincoln. <laughs> oh, mm, that son of a bitch. I do you because I think the originally this movie was uh, twenty years in the making. I think is what I read of the the idea came about and it took forever to make. And the original idea for this movie was not from the angle or the perspective of the Warrens, but from the parents. 
the, 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 the actual family. Oh, the the uh, the the parents of of this first Conjuring movie. Yeah, Ron Livingston and Lily Taylor. Yes. Okay, yes, Ron. From that <laughs> angle, but when you think about it, what besides we have the Insidious franchise, which follows that family, but then also uh, Lynn Shay and the two nerds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> those are the technical terms. But do, do we have a, a big franchise that follows kind of like uh, investigators? I'm sure we do. Yeah, there's this um, there's this uh, show that a lot of people don't know about called The X Files. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, it's I never kinda, heard of it. It's kind of an underground show. Yeah, The X Files. There's also um, Zach Baggins, I guess. No, but I'm in like <laughs> no, a fictional movie thing. You know? No, I, I mean The X Files obviously is is like yeah. the, the biggest one. Supernatural as well. That's true. But that's I but just meant like a like, movie franchise. But I like guess. a movie franchise. I mean, the X Files had two movies. Uh, God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> we want to believe and fight the future. <laughs> hey, if you like the Conjuring, what else should people check out? Because <laughs> I'm fucking done. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I think the X Files is like like the biggest one. But that's still kind of fiction. I don't know if there's any that follow like actual real ones. And, and if, if yeah. they are, let us know. Well, we get we get. I I did some research on Ed and Lorraine. Not and I did have. There's the detractors, and again, people say it's fake. I could read what they said, but they're gonna say it's fake. Uh, when he was five, he claimed that he saw an apparition, a dot of light that grew until it became his family's uh, landlady, who had died the year before. What a bitch! Can you imagine? Not not that she's a bitch, but can you imagine? Oh, the the landlord's dead, and she's like, I need the rent. Coming back. And also, what an afterlife as you're trying to chase down that rent. I heard it was paradise. We'd all have mansions in heaven. Somebody's going to pay for these mansions. I'm going to need about 250 Inflation. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, because you know if any... That, that'd that be my luck, is just getting fucking haunted by the landlord. Be like, I haven't yeah. lived in this apartment for a long... Like, leave me alone. Xfinity. <laughs> The cable and water are not included. <laughs> Ed was having dreams of dead relatives he he'd never met, including an aunt uh, who would send him messages about his future, telling him that he would help many priests but never become a priest himself. He said, I'm not a priest today, but I do work closely with them. He said in the book The Demonologist, which that book seems to be like not maybe the definitive thing on the Warrens. Oh, okay. Now, Lorraine, she recalled uh, in the, in that book, The Demonologist, it was Arbor Day at her all-girls private school, and her classmates had just planted a sapling. Just as soon as they put the sapling in the ground, I saw it as a fully grown tree filled with leaves blowing in the wind. When a nun asked why she was staring at the sky, Lorraine responded, I told her I was just looking up into the tree. Are you seeing the future? Uh, she asked just, as, just sternly. I said, yes, I am. And in that documentary, The Shock Docs, and I'll have to find that title, but uh, she would say that she saw auras, like people's color, hmm. around them in Catholic school. And of course, nuns being as spiritual beings that they are, they'd say, we don't do that here. <laughs> we we do this guy over here, but we don't see colors around people. No, 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 absolutely not. If you start seeing colors, something's wrong with you. That's the devil inside of you, for That's sure. That's drugs. It's called uh, Devil's Road, the story, the true story of Ed and Lorraine Warren. That's that documentary on Discovery Plus or Max. Oh, 
Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. So I think with the Warrens, I think the big, I think the big opening to this is with the Warrens to this movie. And also let's talk about, you want to talk about Annabelle? Yeah. Yeah. Because that was the, the, we opened with a different movie. Like, <laughs> I wonder what the, the planning of this movie, of course they probably were like, let's make this one a hit first. Yeah, but they're opening with with Annabelle, which is a real case, and you know everybody knows it, the Annabelle doll is not Annabelle. It was a Raggedy Ann doll, mm-hmm. uh, the doll that got a period. It was the first <laughs> doll that got the period. That's why it's Raggedy Ann. <laughs> what? The- <laughs> I so I think the first Annabelle movie, yeah. So they definitely, you could tell they were thinking franchise opportunities when they when they made this because mm-hmm. they get. Like, yeah, you got the the spooky witch story and the family, but we got to get that marketing thing. We got to sell these action figures. We got to mm-hmm. sell dolls. We got to get that Chucky money. So that's yeah. why you have Annabelle. And yeah, like I said, it's a Raggedy Ann doll, which they probably, I mean, obviously there there's rights issues. So they're like, what if instead of making it a Raggedy Ann doll, we made it the creepiest fucking doll we could possibly imagine that we could yeah. conjure up. In our minds. Uh-huh. That doll is not... Nobody wants that doll around. Yeah. It's not a fun... Who, who in the right mind back in the day, if that was the doll, like, let's give our children this? Yeah. It's, it's like when you go to a bed and breakfast and you're like, oh, this room is... you want to stay in the clown room or the porcelain <laughs> doll room? Dude, that was my neighbor's. Uh, she had like a hundred porcelain dolls in her in her living room. And it's like nobody finds these cool except for you have to be over sixty to think that these are cool. Yeah, but I just don't want to have sex in front of them. I I, I don't know what your neighbor I do. is doing. <laughs> I, I, I do. I no. make the I make the American girl dolls watch. Watch. I t- if they're facing the wall, I turn them back around, and usually they turn themselves around because they're haunted. <laughs> I like the way these dolls are haunted. Even they're like, we don't want to see you, Gooch. They turn away. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they know. Look at me. <laughs> like, let the boy watch. <laughs> yeah, the the doll is not. Uh, like they could have. Uh, do you think the Raggedy Ann, whoever owns that trademark? Who's buying that doll now? Nobody's buying that. That's not for sale anywhere. Lean into the spooky shit yeah. and have a Raggedy Ann on the shelf of every Hot Topic and uh, Spencer's Gifts. Yeah, I just looked it up. Raggedy Ann is actually owned by Big Pharma. Uh, oh, un- yeah, that's unsu- it. Unsurprising. Uh, but that's, yeah. I had one. It tried to give me the jab. <laughs> Uh, that's Andy. That that that's Raggedy Andy. He's all about vaxing. Uh, what? <laughs> no, he, that 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 is true. But then again, if you do have the rights, Raggedy Ann, you have to share that with the original. But they're like, well, if we just make this doll, we can get make all that. Thing. Yeah, we can get that sweet, creepy doll money. And then when Gavin buys a NECA figure, we get all that money. But and you have to have like it be a a creepy doll. Part of what what makes Chucky so creepy is that. Overall, it's just a creepy-looking doll. It's, it has Cabbage Patch aesthetics and traits, but it's still, like, he's very creepy. And you gotta... Mm-hmm. Annabelle, I feel like, goes too much, where you're like, no one would ever buy this. No, it, you gotta have the Cabbage Patch aesthetics with the Charles Lee Ray knife. Yeah. 
That's what I wrote. That's what I wrote on my Tinder profile, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Look at that cabin. Look at that garbage pale face. <laughs> and that Charles Lee Ray knife. Ooh. Hope I hope I don't turn up missing in a river. Some call me stabby. <laughs> yeah. So they open up with with Annabelle, which I you know from a, a screenwriting thing is you. I think they say open up with action. Open up with something that really gets draws people in yeah and you know if you say oh this conjuring about a family what is this doll thing mm-hmm. You're, you you know and i there, there's other real life stories of like robert the doll do you know about that guy i do not what, what, what's robert the doll it's like a possessed doll i think he's down in key west or whatever but it was <laughs> i'm sorry just he's down in key west on vacation he's at a margarita museum <laughs> you have to you you can't Take you have to ask his permission because if you don't ask his permission to take his picture, uh, then something bad happens to you. He was a uh, like a rich family and a kid Robert. I think the kid's name was Robert. Also had a doll named Robert, and the kid died. And they say the kid I think went into the Robert the doll uh, the spirit. Mm. So like that's allegedly like a cursed doll. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking him up now. I do not like Robert the doll. Be nice. You have to be nice to him. He's handsome. He's very handsome. Because something bad will happen if you don't. Am I going to be cursed because I Googled Robert the doll? Say something nice. Robert the doll is very handsome. I like the dog on on his lap. I love that he lived in Key West. I told you, motherfucker. Did I not say he lived in Key West? <laughs> yes, but would you? You just don't. That's just not a very spooky place. Like I think Annabelle is in like Connecticut, which is like yeah. cold and like rainy a lot. Um, Wasting and- away again, <laughs> a margarita. <laughs> that's that. That's what I think when I hear like down in Key West, like on vacation. Like what's he doing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we open up with uh, with the Annabelle, and then quickly we jump to uh, what happens after that. The parents, right? Yeah. So you have Annabelle. The, the Annabelle scene is very. I I don't really know what Annabelle's goal. I know Annabelle wants to possess the 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 three girls or whatever. Mm-hmm. She wants to be uh, possess them. But they give they they say like, hey, this was an old housekeeper named Annabelle Higgins. She died here. And then we gave her permission to like live, live in the doll, and they're like, "You, you, you done fucked up. Like, what are you? You can't be just giving it permission we, to to live in the we, creepiest doll in your house." Yeah, we gave this spirit permission to live in our house. You know how that always turns out. Yeah, you know well. I know, and and she's not paying rent. Um, the ghost of a landlady is trying to collect rent, and this goddamn other <laughs> ghost isn't contributing. So now uh, it's, it's a whole kerfuffle for sure. Do you um, think uh, the ghost of the landlady collects rent from dead people? <laughs> uh, dead bucks? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Dollary dues? <laughs> it's, all, it's like I only collect Confederate money. <laughs> oh, this is uh, these are this is trader money. I want the Confederate stuff. <laughs> all I have is this Coles cash. And when you you look at the real case, because in that shock doc, I I didn't get to finish all of it because it was late and I was tired. Hmm. Uh, but that that house looks nothing like the house in the movie. Like they always like, you know, again Ed and Lorraine in the movie much better looking than the real people. Yes. the house is looks much cooler in the movie. 
Like it, it's most people's house is closer to like Roseanne's house. Yeah. In the TV show than <laughs> it is like a mansion, you know? For sure. And you have the opening with Annabelle where she's like writing on the parchment, miss me, and like mm-hmm. doing a bunch of crayon stuff, which is spooky, but not like the not like the worst thing you can do. Like, okay, you color on the walls. I mean, I wouldn't want to come home to that, but like miss me on the parchment. And I guess they said uh, the actual Annabelle doll. Uh, she was known for leaving notes on parchment when there was no parchment, but also uh, attacked a friend named Lou by mysteriously leaving claw marks on his chest. That's you sure he wasn't stepping out on whoever he was with? And Annabelle's just oh, like, "Oh no, baby, that was the doll. I promise." <laughs> nah, I, I definitely don't don't like getting nails down my back and front. It was the doll, baby. And then what had happened was, <laughs> well, if the doll wrote "Miss Me," she probably found a note like, "Who's saying miss me?" Oh, baby, it's the doll. It's, <laughs> it's not it's not Brittany down in four A. It's the doll, baby. It's haunted. Let the doll watch. <laughs> Feel it in my plums. <laughs> uh, so you have that, and I, I did look it up. So The Conjuring came out in 2013, and then Annabelle came out in 2014. So they oh, knew. Oh, so they were on it, yeah. That they're like, we got to. And if you think about it, when they go into like the museum room where everything's like haunted and shit, everything in there could be its own movie. That's, and like. I think if these movies keep making money and as long as Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga want to do these, I think that's what they're going to do. And And, I also, I kind of want to hear the stories. Yeah. I know they were talking about doing a a movie for the crooked man from the conjuring Two. Yeah. But it's like, well, what the fuck you have to make about the crooked man? Like, like like, what do you like? He was already in a movie. Yeah. yeah, What's he gonna, like, what's he gonna do? I want to do, I, so you know that not all these artifacts are like the like 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 A plus. Like some of these are gonna be like really shitty. That's the movie I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to see like the little clapping monkey thing, who just kind of moves stuff around in the house <laughs> or something. Like I'm stubbing my toe uh, every once in a while. It's like this is a bucket of le- this is a haunted bucket of Legos. It just appears whenever you need to walk in the dark. And they're like, yeah. oh, are we going to make a movie about this? The Conjuring Universe. <laughs> Lego foot. Slightly inconvenienced. <laughs> Which, it, and the Anna, Annabelle Comes Home, that's the third one, right? Yeah, the third Annabelle, yes. That's like, kind of the museum gets loose. Yes. Right? Where, yeah, Ben Stiller shows up. Owen Wilson is a cowboy. Uh, Robin they brought Williams. back Robin Williams. <laughs> it was AI, CGI. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, they they had Teddy Roosevelt's glasses in there. Um, they have there's also the William Taft bathtub in the museum. Yeah, it eats people. <laughs> it's a it's a, it'll eat you. It'll eat you. Uh, but yeah, like a haunted night at the museum, essentially. That's a really good way way to describe the third Annabelle movie. But they they basically just take Annabelle away because they throw it in a dumpster and then Annabelle comes back. But the whole opening of the movie is them just being like. All right, we'll 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 take the doll. Yeah, we we we'll good. Take, and then they that the idea for that like haunted museum, which was a real thing, and I think still exists today. I don't know if it's open to the public, but is a fun idea of having all this haunted, scary shit. I don't know that I'd want that in my house. Yeah, because w- d- wasn't there scenes in the movie? Uh, where the daughter's just kind of opening the the door. Why would you want that in your house? 
Yeah, I've, there's a, a lot of memes about that where it's like, don't ever go in this room. And the Warren kids are like, what up? Here we go. Yeah. We just uh, gonna, we're going to open Annabelle. Anna, you know the thing that says don't open? The one yeah. thing in here that says don't, that's behind glass case. They're like, don't open it. They're like, well, what if we did? Yeah. What What's up, everybody? Be sure to hit like and subscribe and follow my channel. <laughs> Let's uh, let's do an unboxing of Annabelle. <laughs> All right, so right here, this is mint in glass box, Annabelle. <laughs> We're going to open it up. Uh, this is, yeah, here we go. All right. All right, so yeah, I am now possessed by a demon. <laughs> I should not have opened this. I feel my soul. It is in hell. All right, but you know what? Logan Paul, what up, Mr. Beast? It made me show my meat on my live stream. <laughs> I show speed. I show meat. <laughs> Mr. Beast would do that video. That's a Mr. Beast video. I'd be like, Mr. Beast here, what's going on? Today we're going to cure 15,000 people of blindness. We're giving everybody $10,000 and we're going to open up Annabelle's case. <laughs> well, okay, we're on the set of this movie called Seven and I'm about to do an unboxing. <laughs> Oh no, Brad Pitt! But, but you know what, Judge just replied, "We're gonna give you ten thousand dollars." I've never watched Mr. Beast, so okay, he's obnoxious. If he gives away ten grand, I might tune in. He's actually really—he's okay. He's obnoxious, but he's a big philanthropist. Yeah, he like paid for a thousand people's eye surgery to like help them not be blind anymore. Which oh, okay, where but and what people gave him crap about was like. His video started, I cured 1,000 people's blindness. And it's like, are you the actual Christ? Like, what? (laughs) You're not the doctor. You're (laughs) just the dude that wrote the check or whatever. But I guess if you're doing good shit, by all means, be annoying. Get get those views, my guy. But so Annabelle is kind of like a side note to get to like the to get to the spinoff movies. But mm-hmm. Annabelle is by far the most popular thing from The Conjuring. Aside, I think Annabelle is definitely more popular than The Nun. I think so. By sheer, you know, uh, there's two nuns and then three Annabelles. But, yeah, I think so. Because it's like a, with the with the Warrens, the, those are the people, the marketing thing. But it's you know, there's no toys of the Warrens, you know? Yeah, you don't want the, you don't want toys of the Warrens. Be like, be like the ultimate Ed and Lorraine Warren figures from NECA. I keep it's a Patrick Wilson figure, and the shirt keeps falling off. <laughs> Where where'd the pants go? Zaddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we then we uh, they we we meet the the parents, uh, Ron Livingston and uh, Lily Taylor, yeah. moving into a new house. What could go wrong? Yeah, we, that, we got a good deal on it. We got a good deal. What could go? They've got uh, a new house. The dog immediately is like, fuck this house. We're not doing this. They had to kill the dog. They killed Sadie. The, they killed the dog so quick. So quick. The dog knew. Mm. The dog doesn't want to. Can you imagine moving it, moving everything in and the dog won't come in? I guess I guess we don't have a dog now. <laughs> we, <laughs> We're, we got all the money tied in this into this house. Sorry, listen. We got to either liquidate the house or the dog. Hey, how many dead birds are around this house? A lot. <laughs> cool. Let's keep living here. I would I would lie to myself if I were like to buy, look to buy a house and be like, it's just because the windows are so clean, right? It's because the windows <laughs> are so clean. They, they keep flying in. That's why I ran into the siding and not the window. <laughs> <laughs> listen, aluminum siding looks like a window to birds. And and for our overseas friends, aluminium. Aluminium. There you go. That is an element that they know of. 
Uh, yeah, we we get a quickly the the hauntings begin. That of course the dog won't move in, and you know, anytime a dog doesn't trust something, you gotta believe it. You gotta <laughs> believe dogs. That's what I'm Listen, saying. I I know. I I feel like so many. That's a real movement right there. Believe dogs. Believe mm-hmm. them. Hear their story. Learn from it. Believe dogs. And it turns out they just want extra treats. <laughs> <laughs> yes, believe dogs. The dog gets killed, and then. For you, what is like the the spookiest happening of this uh, of this first part? The clap when I got the clap. The clapping during the movie. I think uh, that that uh, well, I'll tell you when I was watching alone in my room in the dark, the thing that scared the shit out of me was the lady on top of the wardrobe thing. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't like things on wardrobes. I don't like things involved with wardrobes. I don't. I don't like it. It's too old timey for me. And, and it's too big for somebody to hide in. Or, or it's and, just big enough for somebody to hide in. But the thing is, though, in that specific wardrobe, if you go far enough back into it, you end up in Narnia. Yeah, and then Mr. Tumnus shows up, and you're like, mm-hmm. are you a, are you on my side, or are you a spooky Mr. Tumnus? What's what's your deal? He, why is he asking if I want to live deliciously? <laughs> uh, so Black Phillip is the fawn Mr. Tumnus in your Narnia. Why does he got to be black? <laughs> he just Philip to me. <laughs> Sorry, white Philip. Yeah, but there's no black Philip. It's just we call him white Philip. It's like calling me white Brent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I call you slim Brent, but that's okay. Hey, th- hey, thank you, man. I've you been know, trying. I know. I know you are. Oh, it has nothing to do with, <laughs> with your uh, weight. It's just slim. Did, uh, did you, uh, by any chance, because people have noticed on our episodes and they want to know, did you watch this at home or did you watch it on a, on, on a Stairmaster? I watched this on a Stairmaster on a plane. <laughs> I, uh, I opt I upgraded and I got the gym portion of the plane. <laughs> I did watch this. Uh, yeah. Uh, on a plane on a Stairmaster. While also eating Count Chocula. In a box with a fox. <laughs> that was going through detox. Detox. Yeah, I was trying to detox the fox. So the part that scared you was the wardrobe scene. How did how do you feel about the clapping scene? Because I feel like the clap is very much a huge part of the marketing of this of this movie and mm-hmm. what a lot of people know of. I've never heard of hide and clap. I don't know if that's a real game. It also seemed. I wrote my notes. It seems very dangerous to blindfold somebody and make them seek somebody when there's stairs nearby. In a new house with clumsy ass <laughs> kids, yeah, it doesn't seem very safe. And I never played that game either. But it also seems like I could buy into it that that's a game that people played. You know? Yeah, I mean, it, it's the 1970s. You don't have your cell phones or your Candy Crush, so you had to like mm-hmm. play with your mom. And why not blindfold her and put her in danger in your new house that's hardwood? Yeah, with with steps and glass and everything else. Um, yeah, I would say the clap is very effective. It was part of the trailer. Part of what made me want to watch this movie was the clap scene. I still think it's it's a scary scene. It's yeah. fun. It, it, it's a fun, scary scene, and it's something that you could do to somebody after they see the movie. Mm-hmm. Like It's like with Jaws, you can do like, na-na, na-na, mm-hmm. or scare people by pretending to be a shark. But you can just go up to somebody who's seen The Conjuring and like clap behind their head, and they'll freak out. 
Yeah, or like uh, in Hereditary, which we haven't covered, there's a tongue click. Or or there's uh, in in uh, mid Midsomar that that weird breathing thing. It's yeah. like you've got to have like a marketing thing that goes with your movie. That would be the clap thing. Yeah, so you gotta make it clap. Throw it back. <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear it clap. <laughs> oh, Bathsheba just throws it back, and you're like, "Damn, she can really work it." Damn, girl, her head's spinning around. And so, uh, uh, yeah. Once a lot of this, I also think that they let this go on too long. Like the the first night, anything weird happens, I'm calling somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm calling a demonologist. I'm calling the Warrens. I'm calling the police. Like the first time I hear a clap, like they they're like going for like a week. Um, you have that scene in the girl's bedroom where they're t- tugging on the foot. Um, apparently, mm-hmm. these ghosts also smell like ass. They smell like yep. big old stinky farts. They I I wrote down a list of haunting things. There's the foot pulling while in bed. There's the bad smells. There's sleepwalking. Dead birds. Kids talking to nobody. That's a horror movie trope. That uh, we could is if any if I had kids and they started talking to nobody, I guess we got to drop you off at the orphanage or something because <laughs> you know I don't care what what Tommy's been doing because he ain't staying here. <laughs> we got the clap game. You got standing behind the door. There's a scene. Don't you see it? It's right there. And then they both see it, and the door moves. Uh, pictures fall off the walls. We got the lady in the uh, armoire, the boy in the music box, hanging bodies, the shape in the in the sheet, freak in the sheet type <laughs> stuff. That's not even all. Of them. I have a longer list of stuff, but yeah, there's a lot of scares in this movie. Yeah, and it's all it's all very and even when you think that you're you're safe, like you'll have the the sheet scene, and that's during the day, mm-hmm. or it just it gets caught on. Something, somebody mm-hmm. out out in the wind, and then flies up to the house like that. What? That's a big old gust to take it all the way to the window. And then the, there was the like the the lady in the window that you just see briefly, and then turns and walks away. Mm-hmm. And then she uh, spits in uh, Lily Taylor's mouth and possesses her. Now, I didn't know we were watching those kind of videos. I know. I was like, "Are we ghost swapping? We 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 are swapping some spittle." I'm stuck in the dryer. <laughs> Oh no! I'm stuck in the sheets. They don't have a dryer. They don't have a dryer, yeah, Brent. I know. I'm it's sorry. It's the 1970s, and they're hanging it I, outside. Michael Myers has got me in the sheets. <laughs> I'm stuck on this clothesline. How'd I get up here? I'm like a <laughs> scarecrow. <laughs> she turns into Kyle's mom from South Park. <laughs> what? 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 Um. Yeah. We we get uh, Judy is floating in the water. So pretty quickly we. We get these demonic spirits are also going after Ed and Lorraine's daughter. Mm-hmm. And we've got the other subline, the the other uh, plot line, I guess, of of Lorraine was possessed. <clears throat> Something happened during an exorcism, and Ed is now concerned for her safety. Now, what she was? Did she get possessed during Maurice's exorcism? I think that's because last we watched the nun, which yeah. leads right up to an exorcism scene. Yeah, and then we see that in the Conjuring. I think it's to be understood that she was possessed from that exorcism. So was she possessed by Valak then? 
Who was the nun? I think so. I think okay. that's the idea. It's been a minute since I've watched The Conjuring 2, so I'm sure it, I don't know she paints the nun and the nun shows up in there. So I yeah. think it ties into like, oh, this is who was possessed me earlier. So yeah, she was possessed, I believe, by Valet because that's who was mm-hmm. in Maurice um, yeah. before all that happened. Um, and then like the spooky stuff just, just keeps happening. You find out about Bathsheba, who was possessed long ago, and she like sacrificed her child to, to the devil and then cursed her land. Mm-hmm. And was like, hey, nobody's coming here and I'm going to kill myself. And then uh, I, what I really learned about more than anything was how Ed Warren is like, oh, yeah, they, they, they broke these properties down and divided it. So even if you buy a property that was not, that's like its own thing, it could still be part of a larger property that was cursed mm-hmm. by a witch. I don't know how to buy a house anymore in this economy. No, and then even farther back, it's probably got some Native American stuff going on, and the ground is sour. The ground is sour. You also have to worry about if you're on oil fields, and then if uh, mm-hmm. Daniel Day-Lewis drinks your milkshake. There's so much to take Drain it! <laughs> There's so much to consider before you buy a house. And you don't think about these things until you're already locked in to a 30- to 50-year mortgage. And then, if you rent... The lady's just going to come back after she dies. <laughs> you can't win. You can't win. Basically, you shouldn't live nowhere ever. And us no. millennials will never know what it's like to own a house, either haunted or otherwise. In real life, Bathsheba Sherman has been suspected of murdering her infant child. However, there wasn't enough evidence to convict, and she died of natural causes many years later rather than the suicide as depicted in the movie. So the idea is that Bathsheba was some kind of uh, devil worshiper, and she's going to sacrifice this child. She gets caught in the movie and then runs out and hangs herself in the tree. Yeah, and you can tell she's a devil worshiper by when Ed and Lorraine Warren discover her stash of Metallica records. That's true. Yeah, like right over here. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, with, with Metallica... And then also she shopped at Hot Topic. Yeah, she was wearing a studded belt when she hung herself. <laughs> Hot Topic is half Funko Pops and mostly studded belts. <laughs> and and Bathsheba loved all of those things. She was found hanging with, <laughs> with her studded belt and her Hot Topic <laughs> exclusive Dragon Ball Z Frieza Pop. And suspenders that nobody actually wears as suspenders. <laughs> they leave them hanging down. But I did notice that. With, but I did notice she, her gauges in her ears look really good. And if you could just open up the fucking pit. <laughs> Bushiba says, Bushiba says, I want to see you open this fucking pit for Annabelle. <laughs> if Bushiba is not a metal band name, then oh, it, it has to be. be. It has to it's be. It's got to be. For sure. Unlike what the movie depicts, Ed Warren never performed the exorcism as it is something only ordained priests are able to do. Of course, it says in the movie, you're not a priest, but you had to do it right then. Mm-hmm. I I feel like that that's not something I'd ever want to be forced to wing. Be like, well, there's nobody else. We need you to do this exorcism right now. Be like, yeah. uh, can I? Nope, gotta do it right now. I'm like, well, we're all gonna die. I'd be reading off my phone. <laughs> and, you know. You're like, is this? Um, I got Wikipedia pulled up. Like, uh, <laughs> in the name, the the power of Christ come. Com- compels you? Damn it. Okay. God damn it. Yeah. Is, is this a Reddit post? Damn it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they... And they bring in the, the paranormal team to take pictures, and I do like the idea of 
anytime there's a temperature change, there's a picture taken. Mm-hmm. And we start to get pictures all over the house. We get uh, one of the daughters dragged by her hair all over the house. Um, some of the, and like, there's the scene. I love when the, the beginning of the clap game, all the pictures fall off the goddamn wall. And the mom thinks nothing of that. Yeah. She just keeps re- looking around and playing the clap game. I'm not, if all the, all of them fall off the wall, I'm just going back to bed till we're all awake tomorrow. <laughs> Sorry about your yeah. feet. Yeah. Just, I'm not doing that. Like, it's not like it's the house settling. Yeah. That's real settling real hard after would just work a 12 hour shift at the plant. Just plop down yeah. on the couch. Why is the yeah. house settling down so hard to knock the pictures off the wall? Just, just that one wall settling. Okay. <laughs> I would, I would love though, is this idea of like the, the, the temperature change. What if it's just a drafty ass house? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's either haunted or we need to get new insulation put in. <laughs> I got to put a towel under the door. <laughs> yeah. Uh, rather than call the insulation guy, let's call in the demonologist first. <laughs> Who also, I don't know what Ed, like the real Ed Warren looks like he knows his way around a crawl space and could probably insulate that house pretty well. There should be like, uh, like, uh, demonologist insulator. He could go one or the other way. You know what I'm thinking here is we'll say a little <laughs> prayer over there, put a little uh, insulation over here. I think you should be fine. Yeah, if I just pray over here, may maybe cock this window shut. I think we'll be all right. Mm-hmm. I think we'll be good. Uh, we do get the scene of uh, they're they're given the college. Uh, uh, that, that's how they did they make their money is from uh, speaking engagements and books and stuff like that. And we do get in the scene where they're giving this this the the talk at the college. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get the brief cameo of uh, Lorraine Warren. Mm. If you know, I wouldn't know that. I heard that somewhere, but you could see her in the in the audience. Oh, cool! Uh, and then it goes back, and we see Lily Taylor, uh, and that's yeah. how she approaches them at the college. How does it make you feel that you and the Warrens make your money the same way doing speaking engagements? Uh, I think that. Uh, I'm funnier than they are. <laughs> I don't know. I'll they say got, it. They got a pretty big laugh, though, when they're like, some of it's called de- demonologists, uh, paranormal investigators, kooks. They got a huge Kook. fucking laugh. They got a huge laugh. Yeah. When you're not expected to be funny, any slight joke is so much funnier. <laughs> but <laughs> if gotta... I'm a little scary, people don't like it. <laughs> well, your closer involves you just pulling out a knife and threatening the entire audience, so I don't know what that's about. I'm just saying, either you're going to laugh one way or the other, so... <laughs> Okay, the Joker. <laughs> um, and then I, um, uh, they we we do get to the end where Caroline Carolyn gets tied to the chair and they do this exorcism. How do you think this exorcism scene compares to like ones you see in The Exorcist or Emily Rose or any of those big, the big E movies? Those are and that's where, if I'm lost at this movie at all, is that there's a big exorcism scene because I feel like we've seen it so many times in movies. Yeah. It's always the culmination, you know? Yeah, you can't really do any... There, There's not much you can do new to, like, surprise somebody during an exorcism. Is your head going to spin around? We've been there, we've done that. Are you going to vomit something? Are you going to start swearing? There's mm-hmm. nowhere to really go. It's like when you're doing an improv scene, and you, you take it to the natural ending, and then you can't go anywhere else. Yeah, it's and even, you know... a. a trope that we see in movies is the the demon enters the body and then 
exits the body by black vomit or whatever, you know? Yeah, black goo. With I do, I still think the exorcism scene is good because we get the chair flying around and and we get the the sheet over and we see half the face. Mm-hmm, yeah, uh, of the demonic person and it's what, what's her motivation? She's trying to get after the daughter, right? Yeah, so I, I believe she's trying to kill the kids and to. Yeah, she's trying to take Christina and April back to the house to kill them. I guess for more sacrifices to uh, Beezlebub, Baphomet, the Lord of Darkness, the Morning Star. Yeah, for Bathmat. Bathmat, yep. They should have a Bathmat, Baphomet, <laughs> Bathmat. Shut up. I'll put it on Etsy right now. Stop talking <laughs> about it. Cut, cut that part out. This is my idea. Gimmick infringement. Mm-mm-mm. Um, but then it's kind of, but then the movie, it ends very, I don't want to jump too much, but I, I assume everybody who's listening has watched this at least once or twice. You should have. You should have watched it, but everything works out. The exorcism works. Uh, the, the, the house is fine. This house is clean. Mm-hmm. This house is clean. I, if I ever hired a maid, I'd make her say that at the end. <laughs> uh, yeah, for an extra uh, hundo. If you could just say this line in this person's voice from the Poltergeist movie, that'd be wonderful. Topless. Topless. <laughs> that's, I mean, that, I assume you're hiring a topless maid service, so that's not even yeah, a, Is there any other reason? I know. Uh, I, I, would you ever hire a topless maid service? No. That no. seems weird. It seems weird and dangerous. I don't even hire a maid now. Yeah. Part of it is you got to clean your own shit, but... Uh, the yeah. more you clean, the more you're like, maybe I should just bring in somebody. Stephanie's, to do it. Stephanie's always like, hey, do you want to bring in a cleaning person? And we looked at the price and we're like, this is a lot. And I don't want I feel like for me, getting a cleaning person is like admitting defeat. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm so fucking dirty that I can't. I am defeated, by the way. I'm <laughs> defeated. I, I just feel like it, it, it admits defeat when you're like, I'd rather pay somebody $300 to come clean my house than to just do it myself. Well, then the thing is, then I'd be picking up before they got here because I don't want people to think I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> so really, they're actually, they're probably actually banking on that. That's going to do most of the cleaning. Like, you're going to scrub the toilets for yourself. You're like, I can't mm-hmm. be leaving no poo marks. Yeah. That's what peeing's for. It's <laughs> 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 cleaning the toilet. The, <laughs> I mean, the what? dick is... The body's pressure washer. Both of us stand up to pee in this house to clean the toilets. <laughs> you make producer wives stand up to pee? Hell yeah. <laughs> she got to contribute. It's it's called cleaning. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Yeah, bringing a maid in would be like having a personal trainer. Now I got an excuse to actually do it. Now there's standards that I have to live yeah. up to. It's like pushing There's a bill me. at the end. But yeah, a topless maid, like, that, that just seems weird. To, even if just watching them do it, and then you're not going to have sex with them because they are they don't care. They're just going to clean your house. I just don't get, get the, it. Yeah. This poo is clean. <laughs> dubba, dubba, dubba. Smash them together. Uh, I'm done. Uh, the Conjuring couldn't exactly <laughs> be described as an overnight success. In fact, the idea of the film initially emerged 20 years previously when film producer Tony DeRosa Grund was playing a tape of Lorraine's original interview with Carolyn Perrin by her husband, Ed. I do. I tried to search that on Google to find some of these original recordings because some of that, that shit, anytime there's an old recording or I haven't played it because I'm too scared to, but you ever hear like, uh, it'd be like, here's the actual recordings of this exorcism. Oh, I hate it. 
I don't like actual recordings of exorcism. A lot of true, a lot of true crime podcasts will do uh, actual nine one one calls. I hate. Those. I don't like the nine one one calls because that's real. Yeah, I don't know? like. I don't like exorcism. I don't like nine one one calls. I don't like prank calls. I just don't. I like do you. like prank calls. <laughs> I, I do not. They they make me very uncomfortable. I love the jerky boys. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, come on, jerky boy. Um, yeah, they, it just makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't like. I don't want to hear it because. I it's like Evil Dead Rise. It's like if I play this recording in my house, am I going to unleash something in my home? Mm-hmm. So like that, those real recordings would be very interesting to hear because they played some of those in the shock doc thing mm-hmm. of of the real recordings, and you know, some would say the first podcast. If we're being honest, yeah, <laughs> our podfathers, our podfathers. Yes, the the first. I don't know. Well, what really took me out of the exorcism recording, though, was when they did that ad for Squarespace. It took me out of it. Yeah. Hey, me undies. You're going to have wear underwear anyway, so you might as well be comfortable while you do it. And if you use our promo code, Ed and Lorraine, <laughs> you get 10% off right now. You can subscribe to our underwear box. We'll send you new underwear every month. So when, so when you're done shitting your pants by hearing all these exorcisms, you'll have a new pair of me undies to enjoy. Topless maids. You're going to get a topless maid anyway. You might as well <laughs> I mean, get honestly, 20% off. I mean, honestly, you know if Ed and Lorraine got sponsors for a podcast, you you know who it'd be, right? Who? Casper Mattresses. That's true. Because Casper could, is a ghost. Casper is a ghost, and he'd probably be exercised. But do you get it, though? Because they, 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 they work with ghosts, and Casper is no, a ghost? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> According to reports, some cinemas in the South uh, East Asian islands, Ugh. F- I know, were forced to... <laughs> I don't even care what you said, like, Ugh, Southeast Asia. Ugh. Uh, brought in the, they, they brought in Catholic priests in order to bless audiences before showing the film. Apparently, in a case of life imitating art, several viewers had experienced a negative presence after watching... The Warrens' antics and uh, and and an inspirational mo- inspired move various uh, picture houses. That's what they called them. Turned to the uh, men of the cloth to offer both spiritual shields before the movie and psychological help after it. I think. Do you think that's a sign of an effective horror movie where you leave kind of feeling dark and? And not good. Do you think that's a sign of a? Cause yeah. Didn't we have that a few weeks ago after high tension? Yeah, after high no? tension, we all felt like shit. And I think I think it's effective, and I think it's also great marketing. I think when you had people falling like passing out in the aisles during The Exorcist, mm-hmm. or last year when people were like vomiting and calling ambulances because Terrifier Two was so gross, mm-hmm. that is the best marketing that you can get. Is this viral marketing of this movie is so scary you're gonna die. You're gonna die yeah. watching this movie, and your soul will be condemned to hell. It's a and that you know essentially it's like you said at the top of the show where hey this is an R-rated movie and it's not for any of the reasons you think it's just scary as shit. Yeah, and it even says here on the uh, yeah it even says here on IMDb where it just basically yeah they're like it's just so scary. There's no swearing. It's just so fucking terrifying. They're like we can't let teenagers see this. Yeah, and and that shock doc too. I found it very interesting. I had to rewind it. They're doing a seance and something, you know, possessed the wife and the the husband didn't know what was going on. So he ended up punching Ed Warren 
<laughs> and kicking them out of the house. And that was the end of their relationship. Like as far as the, the Warrens and the family, they never went back. So the, the last half of the movie with the exorcism didn't happen. That's all Hollywood. But it, you just get so mad that you punch a guy because your wife's possessed and then you never go back. I mean, it's a good reason not to go back. You're like, I got punched and my wife is possessed. Yeah. By, but it's just a weird contrast of here's what actually happened. Here's what the movie showed you happened. Here's what the movie is. And I, I've heard that this one does stay pretty true to like what happened. I know The Conjuring 2 really takes a lot more liberties because mm-hmm. in that one, it's like the England poltergeist or whatever. And, Enfield uh, case. Yeah, yeah. The, the Enfield case. And according to reports, uh, they, they said the Warrens were barely here. They, yeah. The, they, they showed up and were like, yep, you haunted. And then they left. Are they even, aren't I read a report that they showed up uninvited and, and the people politely asked them to just leave. Well, you got to stick your nose in if there's ghosties, you know. <laughs> now now today, Zach Bagans would be showing up. Any any sign of a ghost. Any bump in the night. Any bump in the night, and then he's he'll ask you to go to his museum for $75 a ticket. <laughs> That's a bit much. It is. We didn't. When we were in Vegas, we had the opportunity to go, and we're like, no, thank you. I'm good. Uh, and prep for their roles. Uh, Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson traveled to Connecticut to spend time with Lorraine Warren who also visited the set during production, and over the course of spending three days at the Warren home, both actors took an info that could otherwise be achieved uh, from secondary research, or they, they took in stuff that you could you can't get anywhere else. Mm. They said, I just wanted to absorb her essence. I wanted to see the details. She, had, uh, she has such mad style. That's one thing in this movie. Uh, Lorraine, Lorraine's character is always wearing something. I'm like, man. Not, not that I think she's uh, like hot or attractive. It's not what I'm saying. I'm like, man, she knows how to dress. That's mm. a knows. You know, she's good with fashion. Says, I just wanted to see the way she communicates with her hands, these gestures, her smile, how she moves through space. Said uh, Vera Farmiga. Hmm, that's very nice of her to say about that. And yeah, I, I do do think that Lorraine Warren was a pretty snazzy dresser. Hell yeah. And then at the end too, you get the at the. I like that the end of the movie they show you the pictures of the real life Ed and Lorraine, and then the family too. Yeah, I I always like it when they say based on true story. Then at least you get a little bit of here's what they actually look like. And then you're like, that's not Ron Livingston. No. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great if you could just come in on Saturday and play this family. That'd be (laughs) great. Do the exorcism over the weekend. Uh, who wants to do exorcism on a Saturday? Just I know. Come on. <laughs> they they never let us know what day of the week it is. So I wonder if the warrants are like, this is strictly a nine to five, maybe eight to eight job. Because, I mean, they 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 hoping to do some uh, nighttime exorcisms. But, like, mm-hmm. it's Saturday, baby. It's Sunday. I'm here for football. I'm not going to be doing it. Yeah. This is my time. Saturday's for the boys. <laughs> So this movie comes out, and then, wouldn't you know it, people actually want to go see the real house. Uh, and they were, the, the, the well, I guess it was Warner Brothers got sued by the people that own this house on the grounds that their property was being vandalized constantly as a consequence of the film. Entertainment Weekly obtained documents which the owners affirmed various inv- uh, invasions and ratified 
that they had been fa- uh, found numerous objects affiliated with satanic rituals. Mm. That would kind of suck if I, you know, saw some upside down crosses on my trees and shit like that. Yeah, and somebody also wrote, I think El Barto was here. I think that, <laughs> I don't know that, who could have done that. <laughs> that was spray painted on. But yeah, I don't want. Yeah, I don't know if you believe in it or not, but I don't want like a bunch of spooky satanic ritual shit just in my yard. That doesn't seem like no. E- even if, even if you don't believe in it, it's still like, uh, another pentagram in the yard. Just tacky. <laughs> Yeah, and also, who wants strangers at their house? Yeah. It's like the same reason they had to put up a fence around the Breaking Bad house, because people kept throwing pizzas <laughs> on the roof. <laughs> I've, heard the, I've heard the Goonies house is also, they, they don't like people going to the Goonies house, or like one of the Goonies houses or something. Yeah, I, I mean, but also, this is different because the movie got popular, and then they yeah. started getting people. But at this point, you know you're buying the goddamn Goonies house, you know? <laughs> You're like, well, this house was in The Conjuring. Do you how do you feel about people vandalizing your property? Not good, too bad. Yeah, yeah, that's also a selling point. We live in a ghost culture now, where it's everything's worth more when it's haunted. Blockbuster would have stayed open if it was haunted. You know? <laughs> we, I, I was saying for years we needed more murders in blockbusters. Just some really bad, just some really bad tragic deaths to keep a spirit tied to the blockbuster. Yeah, and who would have thought that the murder would have occurred in the horror section? I know. I've actually there was a lot of murder, but yeah, a lot of that those happened in the horror section. But a lot of murder suicides happened in romance. Actually, that's true. It was a is a, a movie of passion. <laughs> um, what what else about this movie, Gabby? It's good. I liked it. Uh, it, I, it is very yeah. scary, and I am glad that it did kickstart like its own little universe. I think that's cool. I, one thing I did want to mention is that uh, they go to the priest and they're like, they need an exorcism. And the priest is like, but they're not Catholic. <laughs> they got to be one of us to, in order to help them. Yeah, that seems very, and that is a real thing. Like, we, we didn't mention this on the nun thing. The reason I left Catholic school, so I, I went to Catholic school, but I was actually raised Mormon, uh, mm-hmm. which is way worse than Catholicism. <laughs> And, 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 that, so many, and that's saying something. And I know, I know. So uh, I was raised Mormon, and I had to stop going to Catholic school because they were raising tuition for for non Catholics. Mm-hmm. So they're like, "Sorry, convert." You're not. And the, and we and we and we were going to, but then it was like, then then we didn't, and it was just like, eh, okay. Yeah. So it's it's, I get you got to take care of your own, but also if there's like demons, yeah, and shit. And also, every exorcism movie, you got to go to the local priest, and the local priest has got to go to the bigger local priest, and the, that priest has got to go to the Vatican. Nothing happens quickly with the with the Catholic Church, well, wh- unless it's to move a guy <laughs> from one place <laughs> to the next. What you should have said was, uh, actually, the, this ghost is molesting my child. And they're like, oh, we got to get it out of there. Uh, we got to move the ghost to, to a different parish. <laughs> What you do is, if you want an exorcism, you go to the your local priest and say, "I need to speak to your supervisor," and then you talk directly to the pope. Like that's what you do. That's true. I want to speak to the manager. <laughs> it's a me, the manager. <laughs> what is the, it's Every, me. It's the, the uh, Pope Benedict is actually Mario. I didn't know if you know that about him. Every pope is Italian, and you can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> yeah, he. If you if you sit in the Pope Mobile, it's nothing but the fresh smell of mozzarella. And then God forbid you get hit by a red shell. 
<laughs> it's the blue shell that that really screws you over. Okay, I don't play the game enough. Sorry. Sorry, I just I I, I couldn't live with myself if I didn't. Actually, <laughs> it's the blue shell that gets you out of first place. But but the red shell is also a bitch. I do like that during the exorcism scene, and they have the 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 husband talk to Lily Taylor, and one of his things that he he says that I wrote down it says, "Let her go, God damn it." <laughs> and God's like, uh-uh. "Oh my guy, you were so close. <laughs> you were so good. But now we got you over here blaspheming. Aren't you blaspheming here?" Mm-mm. But I, I mean, uh, anything else we need to talk about? I just think this is a, a good movie. I think it's a good movie. I think it's a good series overall. Mm-hmm. I think it really, it is very scary and it is very spooky. And this is one that. Uh, one, one of my friends, um, his name's Aaron. What up, Aaron? He asked me, he's like, hey, my kids, they are, I think they're 12 and 9 or something. I don't know his kids mm-hmm. that well. <laughs> We're very close. Uh, but he's like, my kids want to watch a scary movie. Um, are they are they old enough for The Conjuring? And I go, no. fuck, no, they are not. Have them watch <laughs> Insidious. If they can handle Insidious, they can handle The Conjuring. And he texts me the next day. He's like, "Hey, they couldn't handle the they couldn't handle Insidious. Good call on the Conjuring." Yeah, yeah. This uh, even adults. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I'm not often scared, but uh, you know, watching this when it came out or shortly after. Yeah, there's scary parts to this. Oh yeah, it's real spooky. And just the the mom in general as the demon is pretty scary. Yeah, and Bathsheba, she's hanging Bathsheba, around. And what? What acting that Lily Taylor did of, she's just yelling for a long time. That's got to yeah. be super stressful on your throat, on your body. I thought she, if she if she did any more yelling, she's gonna go Super Saiyan in three more episodes. Ha! <laughs> yeah. So overall, um, overall, you a fan, Brent? I'm a fan. I would, you know, as I said, I think this is if you, I, I'd have to look at the landscape of horror movies, but. This could be top ten in the last ten years. Absolutely, I think this is definitely maybe even top five of the last ten years. I like I said, I have to look at it. Let's not rush to things. <laughs> at the landscape. Yeah, I only look in portrait mode actually, so that's how I look at it. That could be a Patreon topic: is the the top ten horror movies of the twenty tens. Yeah, we keep mentioning Patreon. By the way, if you want to become a Patreon subscriber, you you can do so at patreon.com slash They're coming to get you. Yeah, you get uh, episodes early, you get bonus episodes. Currently, I think right now, Gavin, there are four on there. Yeah. And by the time you're hearing this, there's actually six. Oh, nice. Damn. Yeah, because we're going to record some tomorrow. By the time this is out, future planning. So you'll have six bonus episodes. Um, What was your favorite kill? Uh, There's not a lot of kills in these movies. That's I'm going to go with Sadie. <laughs> and they killed the dog. <laughs> that was your favorite. <laughs> well, I, th- I I don't know that there's any kills in the. Everybody lives. I mean, you got uh, the hanging. Nah, I want to go with the dog. <laughs> no, again, uh, as we talked about last week with uh, the, the the nun, a hanging scene is very powerful. Yeah, especially when you put it with a spooky tree and uh, that house in the background. That's the movie poster. Yeah. Is that tree. Not necessarily the hanging, but when she says there's somebody hanging right over your shoulder and you just see the feet. Yeah. Now that's scary. Now is a hanging scary is it dependent on the type of tree? Like in in Sinister, spooky tree. Conjuring mm-hmm. spooky tree. 
if you're hanging from like an apple tree, is that less scary? I think if it was the giving tree, it wouldn't be as bad. <laughs> what about a Christmas tree, like Rockefeller Center? <laughs> Rocking around the Christmas, <laughs> Christmas. tree. <laughs> <laughs> then you hear piss hit the ground. <laughs> Well, I'll have some pumpkin pie and do some caroling. Have some pumpkin pie. <laughs> That's how you know they're a real professional, because you just watch somebody hang somebody hang themselves from the Rockefeller Christmas tree, and they're like, rocking around. Right hey, we got we to gotta keep the gig going. <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I think... I'd have to think about a, f- a funnier tree than what we just mentioned, but uh, hanging either way is, is still pretty scary. Yeah. Just a striking image. For sure. Uh, so what was your best kill then? The hanging? Hanging, yeah, for sure. And then your oh okay. shit moment? Oh shit moment would, I don't know, maybe when you see the face through the sheet during the exorcism. Okay. Or that the actual sheet catches on the wind. Yeah. That's an oh shit moment. Are there any any other ones for you? I think the armoire or the Oh, that's it. That's yeah. it's, that's the armoire yeah. or the clapping. I think the clapping scene gets me. Yeah, there's so many moments. That's how you could maybe maybe a sign of a good movie is when there's a lot of oh shit moments. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Is if this you... movie scary? Yes. It's it's one of yes, okay. absolutely scary. Or Is this yes. a party movie? Yeah, I think it is. I think kind you, of, or it's not It's not fun, but there's so many good scares in it that you might put it on for people that haven't seen it to watch them watch it. Yeah, and I think that's what makes it a party movie, too, is like, I feel like enough people have seen it, too, that you can just have it on the background and you're fine. Mm-hmm. But it's, and you got Annabelle kicking things off, too, so I think, I think it gets pretty brutal towards the end, but I think it is a party movie. I think you could put The Conjuring on as a background at a Halloween party and you'd be fine. Yeah, I think it's one of those... Ones where it's like, see, like, Killer Clowns from Outer Space is definitely a party yeah. movie, but this also is too, which that doesn't make sense, really. You know? Yeah, but you know what? We don't make them rules. We don't make the rules. Uh, and if you like this, uh, The Conjuring Two is my favorite of all the movies. Um, so I would de- check out the rest of the Conjuring movies. Uh, there's The Exorcist. Uh, pretty much if you, whatever we talked about on the nun yeah the exorcism of emily rose the omen uh the, any kind of possession movie because this is like half possession half ghost yeah i movie. think yeah i think my favorite of these i think annabelle creation is my favorite oh okay yeah i, I think, do i do think that's a really good movie yeah i think that's my favorite i don't love the conjuring 2 as uh, as much as some people do i think it's too long but i but i do really like it annabelle creation and yeah just anything um anything else that that you you would say like exorcist emily rose haunting of connecticut um Mm -hmm. the others the others is a good one with nicole kidman seen that i own it but i haven't seen it the others is good uh also um the psycho sequels those are really good that's true um uh the haunting of hill house yeah and uh bly manor which i don't think you liked bly manor i didn't like bly manor no and uh psycho circus by kiss just the album psycho Okay, Just. Psycho Circus. I, I'm a I'm a part of the Kiss Army. You know, I'm an admiral. A knight in Saint. A knight in Satan service. That's no. Have Have you heard that before? No. Kiss. Yeah. yeah kiss. In, uh, kiss yeah. allegedly stood for knights in Satan service. 
Um, and then ACDC was something Devil's Children. Okay. Yeah. Of course, anything is satanic when you uh, don't want to actually look inside yourself and see what's evil. <laughs> Jeez. It's everything I'll... else. I really hope people are still listening because you got really deep there. That was really like, ooh. You know? The it's, real... It's these... These Christians. <laughs> the real darkness was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> that's true. Um, I think that's it. So uh, do we – I think that's the end of the season, by the way, right? Yeah, we're only doing nine this season because we, we didn't want to cut into October by doing mm-hmm. – by blowing one of our, one of our uh, awards episodes in October, with uh, which is our peak time. So we're only doing nine. I don't think anybody's going to be too mad about it. Um, if you are, I'm sorry, I guess. I don't, yeah, I don't sorry, dog. Sorry, dog. Uh, we, we gave you like 12 episodes in other seasons. I know. We gave and you really, so many. We don't have to do seasons at all. It's just easier for us to record. Yeah, so. for sure. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll be doing our award season uh, next week. So be sure to <clears throat> listen to that. And then we'll start kicking off our movies for the Halloween season. Which and I'm excited if you about. Want, yeah, if you want to actually have us watch something specific patreon is the best way to do that yeah patreon.com backslash they're coming to get you and the at the eight dollar thanks for bringing him up here you actually can recommend episodes for us to watch and then and we've we'll, done that we've done that we've, we watched yeah. high tension because a patreon subscriber told us to we watch signs of the lambs because a patreon subscriber told us to we do bonus episodes patreon <laughs> we do entire bonus episodes just on your patreon suggestions so mm-hmm. it, it's fun it's it's a great great way to interact and like I said, merch is coming. Merch is coming for our Patreon subscribers. So uh, more details on that. Be sure to be up on uh, our social media, stuff like that, at Gavin Horror, at Brentier Hewn. We like to share stuff on that. And again, the best way to directly communicate is on Patreon. They're coming to get you. Barbara! They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you, 